You know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. DDT! Welcome. How are you? I'm good, man. Yourself? Good. Did you just take a cat nap? No, uh, I was busy doing some of these, uh, fighting out some rhythms for some third graders. Give me, hit me with a rhythm. Oh, I mean, they, they, they made them. Oh, okay. So they got the rhythm, and you got the blues. Okay. Well, let's get to the African part. The drums they're using are tubanos. It's it's like a representation of an African drum. You said a tubano? Tubano. Okay. Anyway, they're uh, they're doing some hand drum things. I had to make the make a four beat rhythm using a quarter note, quarter rest, and eighth note. Those are their those are their choices. They they have a rhythm bank, if you will. So give me an example of one you're you're looking at right now. Well, I put them away, but uh, they use both high and low tones on the on the drum. So it'd be like doom rest, doom doom doom. Okay, how old are these kids? Third grade. That's about <laughs> what. Do you remember, Mister? Uh, was it Colgan? Yeah. That's about what Peter Colgan had us doing. Yeah, these. So you're telling me these people have two tone drums? No, like, uh, you ever played. You remember Bogos, right? Of course. Of course I remember the Bogos. Okay, well, I guess Bogos probably not a great example. But, uh, hey, you played it. Have you played a Jembe before? Yeah. You know how it sounds low if you hit some bitch in the center, but higher when you hit on the rim? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I'm talking about. That's why I taught low tones and high tones. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense. So, you're like, what, two weeks away from being done? About one week, dude. Woo! Have it down. God damn. So this is, this is episode what? This is episode 12? Yeah. Episode 12 of the Boom DDT podcast. So next week, because I remember you said 13 was your last week. All right, so it is coming up quick, and then you'll be visiting the homestead, right? The end, the end of December for the holidays. Oh, for sure, dude. Uh, dates not set yet, but I'm definitely coming home back to the old 
Hell yeah. I'm excited. Oh yeah, we'll have some fun. Oh yeah. Jim and Ant still got their place out there by the chance, right? Yes, sir. I thought... They just flew back into Peoria today. I know. I thought they were going to go ahead and move out to Colorado. Well, let's hope not. <laughs> that was the extended stay. But yeah. They yeah, were... definitely. <laughs> How long were they there? Like, damn near three weeks? Since, uh... Sometimes, like, I want to say Thanksgiving week they got here. Yeah. So it's been a while. Yeah, I think that's two weeks now since Thanksgiving. So, yeah, two plus weeks. Were they staying at a hotel or you guys, they shacked up at uh, Chris's? Shacked up at Chris's. Oh, that's good. So, are you excited about the the student teaching about to be done? Oh, yeah, dude. This shit has been stressful. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I want to I want to be a graduate. Good deal. Like I say, I've been counting out days throughout the week, teaching especially. Well, it, the end is near, my friend. So next podcast will be able to be here. Hell yeah! Tonight we have the hardcore holiday special that we're going to be running uh, a hardcore holiday segment every week on the podcast in the month of November. Or, I'm sorry, in the month of December. For the holidays, duh. So I'm excited about that. Other than that, we do a quick Raw, quick SmackDown. Another pretty, pretty poopy week in wrestling, yeah. I would say. What do you think? Oh, it's poopy. Real poopy. It's the shit season. It's a poopy, shitty season. I don't think it's poopier than last week, though. No. Last week was terrible. Raw was terrible. Yeah. Let's, let's get some business. Yeah, let's talk about... The old Monday Night Raw. What I want to know from you is why don't I care about Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins anymore? Why Why did I lose interest? Same reason I lost interest, dude. I, uh, like, it was at its climax when it first started. That's true. And, and even in the brew. Like, you, you, you called this... Like, as soon as Dean re-debuted. So, like, I've been feeling it since, and I think we've been anticipating it. And we saw that slow brew going on. Like, they built that slow brew for quite a while when they were, when the Shield was facing off Drew and Dolph and Braun, you know? Yeah, we saw it. Remember, they were doing the same matches for, like, five weeks. Yeah. And then they had the climax on the night that Roman left when Dean turned on Seth. And, like, ever since then, like, Dean's not used to the heel role, I don't think. It's starting to come along, but, like, the, the, like, what he pulled this week with the gas mask and last week with getting the shots at the doctor, like, it's all just off saying the classic heel line, oh, it stinks because I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah. he, He took that line and took it way too far, in my opinion. Yeah, he's getting shots, he's wearing the gas mask, he's saying, like, everybody's repulsive and he's going to catch something. Uh, I don't think, like, like I was saying, I don't think he needs to do that at all. No. No, it's, it's unnecessary. Like, just do, like, traditional heel stuff. You don't have to fucking turn on the crowd, just turn on Seth and the crowd will turn on you, you know? Yeah, wear your street clothes. Did you see the jacket he was wearing? The one that he was wearing? The jacket from this week. It looked like they took his they took his beard 
off of his face and put it all over his jacket. It, it was the exact same color oh, as his beard. Yeah. It was very odd. But yeah, Daniel, he's got, Daniel Bryan both had weird jackets this week, in my opinion. Daniel Bryan's been wearing all kinds of weird tree-hugging shit. <laughs> all, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to talk on that when we do SmackDown, man. All kinds of Wookiee garb. <laughs> but, yeah, Dean was wearing this weird jacket that looked just like his beard. I mean, he's wearing the street clothes. That's that's heel 101. Yeah. So, so I'll give him that. I think he can do it without all this nonsense. The gas mask to me was stupid too, especially like if he would have just worn it, it would have been all right. But he brought out a whole like entourage of guys wearing gas masks, and I don't know why they were there. Yeah, man. So, like, so to, to give some story to this, yeah, like you say, Dean comes out, he's going to do a heel promo, but before his entrance, he would bust out. You hear the, just a fucking siren blaring. And at first I was like, what the fuck is this? Right to censor? Are they back? <laughs> that, that probably would have been better. I would have loved to see Steven Richards over what this was. Some ivory? Wasn't it ivory? Yeah, Steven Richards, ivory, then uh, Val Venus and Good Godfather. Oh, yeah. But uh, anyway, so... You hear a siren blaring, and then uh, what looks like a, a SWAT team, or as two guys were called, a squat team. It was they, a squat they, team. They, yeah, they come out like like they're minions in Undertaker's army or something, like in perfect formation. And then Seth comes out. Oh, they're wearing gas masks. And yep. then Seth's music, or Dean's music hits, and Dean comes out with the gas mask himself. And he just cuts like a classic heel promo. The heel promo by itself is good enough. Yeah, the gas masks were weird and stupid. Yeah, like you said, it's just unnecessary. And it's just like, like that siren brought down, like, I don't know, the audience was not feeling raw, and that siren just brought the crowd down even more. Yeah. It was. No. No, I don't like it either. Seth comes out uh, through the crowd, and then uh, his little minions try to stop him, but he gets the upper hand on them, and then starts to get the upper hand on uh, on Dean, and then Dean ends up hitting him with the gas mask, and then Dean gets the upper hand. He hits him with a Dirty Deeds to the outside, on the outside of the ring, and then another Dirty Deeds on the inside, and then... It goes to, you know, Corey pressing on Renee Young about Dean again. Yep, same fucking scenario. Yep, and finally, I was we were talking about it the other night, but it's just so funny that it took like three weeks of Renee just saying, I don't know anything. And then all, and then t- finally, last on Raw, we get a little tiny smidge, a little tiny, tiny story where she says, you know, some things between a, a man and a wife are sacred and... Not everybody gets to hear everything. It's like, that should have been the first thing you said four weeks ago. And, and then you could have, you know, gone either way. Like, she doesn't agree with Dean, and they end up fighting on camera, or their relationship's strained, or something, because you either go all in with these things, or you just don't even mention it. It was so, it's just so weird. Yeah, that's the whole thing about this Dean Neal thing, is, like, you, you know his wife, his wife and Kate babe 
with announcers, so that's going to make it real tricky if they're towing the line wrong. Exactly. Yeah, don't even bring it up or go all the, go all the, go attitude error with it. Yeah. So that yeah, was <laughs> like jumping in a pool, man. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a little cold, but you gotta get in there. Yeah. So that was the that was the Dean Seth of the night, which I thought it was okay, but I don't know. For some reason, I just I'm losing they interest. Yeah, they finally did fight, which was good. Like, I'm sure it'll be a good match at TLC, don't get me wrong, but I think the build has been strange. Well, I was thinking this when I was watching SmackDown earlier, and that's, like, just the fact nowadays they set up the match so damn early. Like, one of the aspects I liked about the Attitude Era was it seemed like, I mean, they were flying by the seat of their pants, but you could, you could tell in kayfabe, like, they would announce a match like just a week or two prior to the pay-per-view. Yeah, and before that it was a little bit like, where are we going with this? We don't really know. Yeah, we just have stories brewing. We got feuds brewing all over the place, and we'll see what makes it cut. Yeah, I agree. Because, yeah, they, they start them right away. Like, right after pay-per-views, they'll book a match. Yep. Like for the next the one. Right after pay-per-view, like, all right, uh, what's up next? Royal Rumble. We got a match there, and now we have nowhere to go with this story for the next four weeks, so we're just going to feed you the same garbage. Yeah, it seems a little lazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, like, the thing is, you would think it'd be the opposite. Like, back in the day, they would have booked it early because the majority of their shit was pay-per-view, so they wanted to make get the word out and shit. But now they have, like, a loyal following of people who just subscribe to the WWE Network, so they can't pull these stunts where it comes in later in, in the story, you know? Yeah. Or the bookings coming later in the story. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. So that was Seth and Dean for the night. The women's division um, start, started out with Ronda and Natty, who's supposed to face Nia and Tamina. Riot Squad comes in before the bell uh, and attacks Natty. Puts Natty through a table with a right kick and a power bomb. Match never started. So then um, Ronda is looking for a partner. For a, they're gonna have the rematch later in the show, but Ronda needs to find a new partner. She says she will. And who did her partner end up being? That was, oh, Ember Moon. Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember hearing her music now. Yep, so by, so that was the main event, Nia and Tamina versus Ronda and Ember Moon. Um, Nia and Tamina attack Rom, er, Ronda before Ember gets out. And, uh, and Ember and Ronda end up winning via armbar on Tamina. It was kind of a sloppy match. Did you watch that one? I was busy doing schoolwork like I had it on, but I... My attention was elsewhere. Yeah, that's kind of the same thing I was doing. I'm studying for this job, for this interview tomorrow, so I've been doing the same thing. Oh, for sure. They have a. I have to take a. Uh, so I'm. I have a job interview tomorrow for a new for a producer job at a television station, and I have to take a current events test. Oh really? Yeah. So I just. I mean, I'm not like a complete 
Like I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm in touch with that stuff, but not like super deep, but not super ignorant either. So I've just been trying to catch up on everything and uh, see how it goes. I have no idea what that's going to look like. That's what I'm hoping. Like, that's exactly what I'm hoping. Like, I think they just want to make sure you're not just like, like you said, living under rock, like completely not thinking about this stuff. Yeah. Obviously, you wouldn't want that working at a television station. Yeah. So, uh, I, I think it's easier than you're making it up. I mean, it's better safe than sorry, but still. For sure. And then there's a writing test. I did a lot of writing in my college courses, so... I'm not too worried about that one. I mean, I'm not, they're not hiring me as a writer. I'm not a journalist. So I don't think it has to be anything extreme. But yeah, there's a writing test too. So the big, big interview tomorrow. Hell yeah, man. You got it. Just be confident. Yep. I mean, every time I see you, you're confident. So. Yep. <laughs> Did you just blow out a Newport hit? That was smooth. I heard it. It sounded like a smooth Newport to me. <laughs> Call packs, fans. Cake <laughs> Supers needs to up their game. They have not stocked their shelves just in general in like two weeks. Dang. Yeah. That's grocery. Well, you always get your cigarettes at the grocery store, don't you? No, uh, various places. Johannes, grocery store, 7-Eleven. I would say grocery stores are rough for getting smokes. At least in Peoria. This one gets such high traffic, though, that it, uh, it's just pretty decent, you know. Push shout. So, what else yeah, did we have? We, got a there. we did. What else do we got on Raw? Oh, the Ziggler-McIntyre match? What did you think of that? Oh, yeah, I'm down for that. Dude, that that's... That's like something we didn't think of because usually when heels break up, they don't showcase it. It's just heels breaking up, you know? That's true. It was a good match. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Yeah, uh, Bray Wyatt still hasn't made his on on screen debut yet. No, uh, that might be TLC worthy. Probably, but like I said, he's been working the house shows. Yeah. So I yeah, think yeah. I think that's interesting, especially since they really need people right now. I'm surprised they haven't brought him back yet. Yeah, and we still don't know where Lars Sullivan's headed. So to set that one up, um, Corbin had an in ring promo. For his uh, Drew Cor- or Baron Corbin was hosting Drew McIntyre Appreciation Night, uh, so he showed a Drew McIntyre video package. Introduces Drew. Cole announces Drew versus Finn at TLC. Kind of just snuck that in. Yeah, seriously. And then uh, Corbin awards McIntyre with the gold medal of excellence, which was just horrible. 
shot at Angle? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, because he like, yeah, because Drew remember made Angle tap on Raw in a sad, sad moment. <laughs> that was a good, that hot dog was just crying his eyes out. <laughs> so uh, Dolph interrupts this this little ridiculous appreciation night and wonders what the hell happened. Did you guys forget about me? And Drew says his job's done. Just move on. So Dolph uh, snaps and hits him with the, hits Drew with the zigzag, and then Corbin makes the match. And like like every week, Jeff. It starts now. Uh, I get to the point where that shit's way played out, man. Like, I, I prefer they say later tonight and just keep, like, teasing it for the next hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because they're starting it now. They're always starting it now, nowadays. Yeah, they've always been, like, I get it. It's good for the live shit because the people are already out there. But as, as a TV you know, like, then you come back and the match has already started and you miss, like, all that fanfare and it's just a dead match because it's in the slow burn starting phase, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like SmackDown doesn't have many as many right nows. Uh, yeah, I mean, when I think of this match starting right now, I think of Hot Dog, man. Hot Dog Angle. Yep. And Corbin's I mean, carrying on the they're tradition. All, they're all guilty. I think even Mick Foley used to pull that shit. Yeah, and now that I think about it, Paige has done it too, for sure. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I think Brian's done it when he was running the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're all guilty parties. So that leads to Dolph versus Drew. Um, Finn Balor wanders down the ramp. And then they take a break, which I thought was weird. You know, if you're going to have an interruption, have it be an interruption. He just kind of yeah. sauntered out there. And they're just like, oh, we're going on break. Fuck it. Just another thing that I don't like about them going to commercials during matches. Oh, yeah. Never been a fan. Finn, uh, Finn helps Dolph with a drop kick on the outside. Dolph wins via super kick after the Finn Balor interference. Cole says... Michael Cole said this is the first time Drew has been has submitted or been pinned since returning. Isn't that crazy? Really? Yeah, and I was thinking about it. I mean, I, I, I believe it. I don't remember it. In a singles match? Because I know he's lost those tag matches to the Shield. But, uh, yeah, he's probably not the one ever being pinned. It's probably always uh, Dolph. Yeah, I think that's what they meant. So what else? The only other thing I really liked... Oh, uh, Elias. Yeah, it was the Elias. That was good. Elias did... Um, well, there was like a video recap of Lashley, Drew, and Baron. And then Cole announces Elias versus Lashley at TLC. And you see Elias going to the ring. Um, Lashley and Leo come out to talk shit and do their little poses and all that stuff. And... Elias chases him down. They both run away. Finn's, Finn throws Leo back on stage, and Elias smashes him with the guitar. It was a great guitar shot. His glasses flew off. He just, just, it was awesome. Yeah, he looked like a dummy. <laughs> yeah, he collapsed, man. That little, yeah. that little guy. It's good to see a guitar 
Oh, I love him. I remember, I, I always loved Jeff Jarrett. I was never a Jeff Jarrett huge fan, but I liked the guitar. Yeah, especially as a kid, like when I was first getting into wrestling, like you remembered shit like that. I, like, I, I didn't like Jeff Jarrett either, but I always liked that he smashed a fucking guitar over someone. Yeah, you, I mean, that's always a good thing. A double J. Yeah. <laughs> I think... Oh, paper, right? Yeah, he is a Hall of Famer now. Uh, that one was that one was polarizing. A lot of people didn't like that. But that, that'll happen. Yeah, that'll happen. So is there anything else from Raw you liked or wanted to talk about? No, I don't remember anything else. This is a snoozer. I watched it in three different viewings. Ooh, see, that's just not, that's never a good thing. No. That can always make you not care. Forget stuff. Yep. They, yeah, I've been taking notes the last couple of weeks. I've been too busy. You know, I just didn't want to take notes. So, yeah, they, I'll forget shit. They did have a 10-bell salute for George H.W. Bush. God rest his soul. I think I only counted eight bells, but I might be crazy. <laughs> you think they called it a 10, but it was really an eight? Yeah. It's possible. All right. Well, let's move it along to SmackDown. What'd you like from SmackDown? They started off with another women's promo. Always does. Always does. Lately, they used to start off with AJ promos all the time. Yep. Yep. This one was a contract signing, right? Yep, so it's a contract signing with uh, Charlotte, Asuka, and Becky Lynch. I feel like Becky must not be cleared to fight because she hasn't gotten touched in weeks. I, I believe it. Like, That's I thought her return was pretty quick, uh, considering shit, you know? Yeah, she just keeps coming out and talking, and then she'll do the ringside. But yeah, she hasn't been in any matches, never gotten punched. It doesn't make sense. She has to be. She has to be still not cleared. Yeah, the, yeah. They're not just gonna be conservative with her for no reason. It's not like it's not like playing basketball. So, Mandy and Sonya come out again and start talking that same shit about oh, God damn. not getting opportunities, and they got the fire in their eyes, and blah blah blah. So Paige makes a match: Sonya and Mandy versus Oscar and Charlotte. Sonya and Mandy got a hardcore one chant going. Oh, that was good. I forget where this was at. Oh, it's at University of Texas. Yeah, they just, they did give him a great what, and it was well-deserved. Yeah, probably a lot of, that's probably Stone Cold Country, right? Might be. Like, I don't know why, I forget what part of Texas Stone Cold's from. Lubbock? I don't remember either. Is that where he was billed from, or billed from Austin? No, no, no. Jimmy Butler's from Lubbock, Texas. Outside Lubbock, I think. Where was Stone Cold built from? Christ Almighty. Uh, Dallas, maybe? That's weird. We should know that. Yeah, we really should. I think uh, when, when he came out, nobody. Would, I, I don't even know if they even did that with him. It was just always like all hell was breaking loose. There's no time for introductions. You just know somebody's getting their ass whooped. 
and a glass break is all you need. Yeah. So, so that leads to Sonia, Mandy versus Oscar and Charlotte. Becky ringside to watch the match. Um, Charlotte accidentally hits Oscar with the big boot, and Oscar retaliates. Then Sonia covers Charlotte. Uh, so Sonia and Mandy win via, via pinfall. I just think like where where do Mandy and Sonya fit in here? They're not going to add them to this match, are they? For TLC? No. I sure hope. I sure hope that's not. So. That's true. There was a so for once a wrestling contract signing does tell us something. Interesting. Yeah. So who do you think for a for an early prediction who wins that match? Can I go Becky still? See, this is this is weird. Like. The, depending on who wins this is going to depend is in my opinion going to depend on how this unfolds for the WrestleMania card. Yeah, it probably has a little bit to do with it. Cause sure. it cause it's going to be these four, right? Or these three plus Ronda, and you know for two different matches. That very, yeah, that very well could be. They're they're probably top of the women's division for sure. So I'm thinking. I don't know. There's just so many ways you could run this. Because it, it still could be Becky and uh, Ronda at WrestleMania. And then Charlotte and Asuka. Yeah, that, that sounds pretty damn good right there. Yeah. I think people want to see... I think they'll make the Becky-Ronda match real red hot. And people still want to see that. I think that... But, yeah, I think that's how it'll go. So for uh, this... Yeah, I like that. So for this match, because Charlotte and Asuka still got beef. Um, you know, Charlotte was the one who broke her win streak. So you can always go back to that well. And this is another way. This match is a good way to get it, get it, you know, get the water boiling again. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I just can't see him taking the title off of Becky yet. I think it'd be stupid, too. For sure. I don't know how they do it. And if they do, it's got to be Oscar, right? Like, uh, give it... Because Charlotte, I mean, goddamn Charlotte. They racked up her title reign so damn quick. Yeah. Charlotte's... Christian with the tag team titles. They just won them like six times in a year. Yeah. I saw a cool fact. Charlotte hasn't ever lost a triple threat match since being on the WWE main roster. Yeah, so I think it's time. I think that supports more that it'll go to Becky. So, um, I want to rewind to the promo for a bit. It seems to me, I don't know if this, I'm just basing this off the crowd reaction, but it seems to me that Charlotte's starting to get a little more heelish again. Oh, for sure. She's definitely, she's definitely... It was just weird because, like, did they? It's like they tried to just basically do the same thing they did with Becky to Charlotte at uh at Survivor Series with Ronda, you know, where she just went crazy and killed her with the kendo stick. Uh, yeah. But, but then again, Charlotte's been like this before. She's a better heel than she is a face, so. But yeah, I like when they talk about that. 
how like when like Becky will accuse her of just like stealing everything she did. I like that. But yeah, I agree. I think it's gonna be Becky for the triple threat. No. Yeah, yeah, that's if if it all turns out like we think it's going to, that's probably why they turned Charlotte heel for the Oscar feud. Yeah. Cuz yeah, like you said, Oscar's a baby face all the way. Yeah, totally. Pure, Until she gets pure baby face. Barrier. Exactly. Pure baby face. But she got she got into bickering a little bit too. She did. I like that. Yeah, she's she's better her English is better than Shinsuke's, I'd say. Yeah. I mean, both of them, it's amazing that they can even do what they do. Yeah. I mean, that'd be so hard. But they do all right. Asuka does pretty good. You can understand what she's saying. She doesn't. You can tell she doesn't. She can't say a whole lot, but you can understand what she's saying. Yeah. Uh, Becky used the dopes phrase again. I love when she's calling people dopes. <laughs> you dopes. She's stuck in it. A couple of dopes. Yeah. <laughs> it is great, man. She's she's doing some great work here. It's yeah. it sucks that she can't do anything right now. But it'll it'll be fine. She'll be back. So that was pretty. That was the women's division that night. Anything else on that? So then we had Cesaro versus Xavier Woods versus Jey Uso, a triple threat match to preview the triple, the very lazy triple threat, um, the very lazy triple threat tag team match that's happening at TLC. They need to turn that one into a TLC match. That that shit could get crazy if you turned it into a TLC match. Yeah, exactly. But instead, we got Braun Strowman versus Baron Corbin as a TLC. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, like, what are you thinking? Like, New Day, Usos, and The Bar would be so much better as a TLC. For sure. But, um, Us Jay Uso won that one via super kick. The only other thing I remember is when Cesaro did the swing. He did his traditional swing, but he also had another guy on his shoulders, like the airplane spin, you know? That was, yeah. pretty, that was pretty cool. I'm going to have to go ahead and sort of disagree with you on that one. You like it? I thought it was a bit over the line. <laughs> one of those ones that's way too staged. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely it had that aspect for sure. But Oh, yeah. It was Xavier on top. That's true. I just missed that airplane move. Nobody does that anymore. Oh, yeah. That, uh, I didn't even think about that aspect of it. It's old school as hell. That's probably why I liked it. I just missed that. Didn't uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan used to do that shit? Yeah. Hell, yeah. One day, I'm just going to put on an independent wrestling show and just lose a bunch of money. And my spot in it will be some kind of airplane. I'm just going to airplane spin somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and then just get my ass beat and that'll be it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'll just be the heel. I'll definitely be like the Vince McMahon during the Attitude Era, era guy, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, that was that one. Another Lars Sullivan video package. <laughs> you know, as different as everything seems this holiday season, one thing still holds true year after year. Everybody loves holiday scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery. And with tickets available from $1 to $20, they're the perfect gift for anyone on your list 18 years or older. So, stay safe this year and play it safe with your gift-giving. Give scratch-offs from the Ohio Lottery! Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. So, that goofy mug's coming to TV soon. Then you had a Ms. TV... With Daniel Bryan. Daniel's wearing his weird clothes. And he looks like he was kind of acting like Jafar to me. Did you get that? Like a very short tree-hugging Jafar. Like he was... Uh, I don't know where... I don't understand what Jafar connections. Like. He, he was very slinky. Like he just... If he just would have had that slinky beard. Like he... I don't know. And what's up with him using this... He just keeps saying fickle. Fickle. Oh, it's like people that change their mind and just jump from one thing to the next. And I think he's saying, like, the the WWE universe is fickle. They're just on to the next thing, the better thing, the, you know, they, there's no loyalty. Okay, so yeah, that's what he's elaborating on. Fickle. But my. <laughs> this has to be a first in the WWE. For this angle for a heel to go. The the tree hugging? The, the, not, not just the tree hugging angle, but... He called, yeah, I guess it is just a tree hugging angle. It's very odd. Oh, go ahead. No, it is odd. I liked how... Uh, like, it's weird as shit. Like, why are you attacking us about environmental issues on wrestling? And uh, yeah. I did like how Corey like tried to throw Byron under the bus. He's like, "What would you say if I, if you know, if I worked with a coworker very closely who, you know, drove an SUV and they got eight miles per gallon and drinks plastic water bottles? He doesn't even finish them. He leaves like half the water in there and just throws them away. What would you say?" <laughs> I like that part. Yeah. That's what's making him a heel right now. Yeah, it, it is weird. Like, I get, I guess give him credit for doing something new. But, yeah, having, like, an environmentalist be the reason why you're going to get heat. I mean, it's, it'll probably work. Oh, yeah. WWE has tried to stay away from politics. That's somewhat political, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. So, yeah. so that one... Um, AJ comes out, 
uh, to get Daniel Bryan, but then the Miz helps him, and I'm like, why is the Miz helping Daniel Bryan? I don't, I don't quite. Well, at first, they claimed that uh, Daniel Bryan pushed Miz. I didn't see that. To me, it looked like the Miz just ran. Yeah, it looked like the Miz was helping him. It was weird. I think if they, I think if they wanted it to look different, it didn't look that way. It looked like the Miz was helping him. Yeah. Which is like, why? I don't know why they would do that. No, that makes sense. Well, the only reasoning I can think of is because Miz didn't want to show interrupted. That's yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what Corey. Miz, that's Miz, that's Miz, how Corey explained it. Oh yeah, that's how Corey explained it. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so, I thought that was weird. Anything else on that one? I think Miz is turning face. You think? He had a little, pro- like he's getting real comedic. Yeah, he is. He had a promo earlier backstage for Shane, where uh, he like, he's like, I thought we, I thought we were partners, blah blah blah, and Shane's like, Miz. First off, we're not partners. I don't know what you're talking about, a tag team match. And Miz goes over to the trophy that's standing behind him and covers the wings of the trophy. He's like, not in front of the trophy. <laughs> yeah, I remember that part. Like, it's a fucking child listening to a married couple. Yeah, he's... <laughs> you, you could be right for sure. Because remember, my original prediction was The Miz versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Like, yeah, like you said. I mean, Brian went heel. Miz got to go face if they're going to do that. Yeah. That's good. That's a good catch. I think you might be. I think you're probably right about that. He is making a couple moves to do that. And yeah, uh, that, that's all I got on that shit. So next was Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Um, They kind of went back to the well on this one. Yeah. Ray, no Rey Mysterio tonight or on Tuesday. Did you catch that? Which was odd. I think maybe he had to be somewhere or something. Because I, I was surprised they went back to this for kind of no reason. I don't like them. Like, I think feuds get less interesting to me whenever they just revamp it. And, like, they, they openly do so. Like, next, we, we re-debut this feud or the feud rematch or something like that. I, I forgot how they put uh, Build it, you know, but. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. So that was an okay match. Um, it was interesting how we, I remember we talked about how the twist of fate had been changed over the years because we thought it was probably because it was too close to the RKO. And they had a little section where they just kept reversing RKO to twist of fate to RKO to twist of fate back and forth. Oh, yeah. So that probably confirms that we were right. That's the reason they changed that. I uh, the best. I mean, this for me, this is the best part of the night. So Jeff Hardy sets up Randy Orton on top of the announce table. I mean, first he clears it off. I mean, let's be very clear. You have to you have to clear the announce table before you put anybody on it. Even though over the years there's become less and less shit to clear off. That's true, but has there ever been a time? Where it wasn't cleared. Not that I can remember. Uh, I feel like maybe back in the attitude era they did 
some shit, but they were they weren't as big on clearing back then. They need a clearing stick like on Trailer Park Boys. Yeah. Just a nice <laughs> nice hockey stick swipe across the top. So anyway, yes, it was just so everybody knows it was cleared. He cleared the, the announce table, set up Randy Orton, and then he goes on top of the uh, turnbuckle like he's going to do like a classic Shane McMahon elbow drop. You know, yeah. he's, he's in that position, but we don't know exactly what he's going to do. And then we get Samoa Joe on the, on the Jumbotron. He just says, hey, Jeff, I'm at the bar. Well, you, you know the bar. It was it was so good. Like I I'm loving Samoa Joe right now. He's just killing it. I mean, he's a great actor. Yeah, I he just the uh, joke was a little less raunchy than last week. But, but it, 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 him like seeing him do scene work like that is fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's great at it. He was literally in a bar, like. Shining glasses, like he was the barkeep. Like he was back there drying glasses and setting people up with brewskis. Yeah. <laughs> hey Jeff, I'm at the bar. Well, you you know the bar. Well, I mean the video made no sense. It was just a pure interruption, you know. Yeah, and why would he be work? Why would he? Why wouldn't he just be drinking? Why is he working the bar? That's a good point. It was very odd, but I loved it. And then he gave like a. Like a PSA on drinking, like um, you could, you know, yeah, like this could go two ways. You could have a couple with your buddies and then maybe call it a night, or you could have eighteen. So the choice is simple: drink responsibly or something. But I, I, I love him poking fun at Jeff Hardy's alcohol problem, and good for Jeff Hardy for letting it all go down, being a good sport about it. like an NFL lineman for sure. He's a beefy, thick boy. Yeah. So, uh, after the uh, little PSA there, Jeff, obviously, Jeff Hardy gets distracted and gets RKO'd. Yeah, um, that's what happens. Yeah. So, Randy Orton wins that one via pinfall. And then... That took us to our main event, which was AJ Styles versus The Miz with Daniel Bryan on commentary. Uh, it was a good match, but it, it was whenever you have a big name on commentary, it kind of takes away from the match and turns more into the commentary. Like, it's more important, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm never a huge fan of that. Um, but anyway, AJ ends up winning via calf crusher, and then Daniel Bryan attacks and attacks AJ Styles, obviously, and works on his knee. The whole time and up until the show closes, I don't know. I, I Daniel Bryan's heel work is working. Like I, I, I think people are going to start hating him. And AJ, like we're reminded that AJ is a great baby face, easy to root for. You know. Oh, yeah, that was good. 
Is that what made him flip out? I don't know. I don't know. It's easy. Everybody picks on Brian, on uh, Byron, excuse me. He's an easy yeah. target. So I don't remember. I don't remember the sequence of events, but yeah, I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, and I'm surprised they still haven't changed the music. Yeah, seriously. But maybe they just eventually uh, threw down the plates. Yep, I was wondering. Yep, I was wondering what he's gonna do about that. But I guess just taking away the yes chance and all that bullshit is enough. Maybe you can leave the music. <laughs> I I agree. I hate the music, but I just I'm just saying maybe it is enough. I don't know. One more thing. Uh, when he dropped the plates, I saw one person in the background clapping. I'm like, all right, that that guy gets it. <laughs> that guy gets it right there. He's fucking sick of the yes movement. Uh, how could you not be? Seriously, I wasn't even. Well, maybe it's because we didn't watch wrestling at the time where the yes movement was the thing. So, that could probably be it, but, yeah, I don't know. So, anything that's, else from me? Right? Yeah, that's it for me from SmackDown. Like I said, it was an okay week. Not a great week, for sure. Better than last week. Yeah, I think just with um, the SmackDown definitely won this week. Oh, for sure. Well, SmackDown's been winning. Yeah. Yeah, Raw was another poop show. <laughs> was not, not quite as poopy, but still poopy. Still was poopy. Smackdown, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued, mildly intrigued by the Brian shit. I'm digging the women's triple threat. I'm pumped for that. Oh, for sure. And definitely, and Samoa Joe. Yeah, and Joe. Which I think that whenever that comes to a head, like Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy, that will be good. Oh, so, for sure. So I'm excited about that. So let's go ahead and get into our Hardcore Holidays special. What does everybody want? Oh, you got that right. Oh, gosh almighty. Oh, man. Look at the eyes. Look at his face. He's got him in the throat. It's only a vampire. Oh, my God. My God. My God. My God. We were. Oh, yeah. By now, you would have heard it on the podcast. I'm going to sneak it in right after I said Hardcore Holidays. <laughs> um, I just made it right before we started recording. It's, nice. okay. it's okay. It's not great, but it's okay. It's, 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 it's okay. That won't take a So, what should we do? So, the first match we decided to watch was uh, Al Snow versus... Well, may, the main match we're going to cover here is Al Snow versus Bob Harley. Uh, excuse me. Al Snow versus Bob Holly for the hardcore title at the St. Valentine's Day Massacre, February 14th, 1999. So this pay-per-view, um, I think the first match was Blue Dust, a.k.a. the Blue Meanie, versus Gold Dust. Did you happen to watch that? <laughs> I did it, but I had before, and I know exactly what you're talking about. 
This was the era when Goldust was wearing the uh, face paint like I wore for Halloween. So this is my favorite Goldust. So I did appreciate that. Um, I vaguely remember the blue meanie from when I was little. Do you remember that guy? Yeah, came, um, came like over in the. Watch it. I got very familiar with him. Like he was always very bottom of the card. Yeah, he was in the job squad, right? Yeah, mostly. So Blue Meanie versus Goldust. I did watch that. I did hear that Road Dog was the previous hardcore champ. Was f- forced to vacate due to an injury sustained at Raw Saturday night. You remember? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Oh, I was saying, do you remember Raw Saturday Night? That was a special occasion. Okay, I was like, I didn't remember that. I was like, what the hell is Raw Saturday Night? Yeah, I mean, Cole, Cole kept mentioning it during this match because uh, King's voice was fucking shot. <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. What was up? I mean, my voice is terrible right now, but I got a bad cold. But what do you think happened to the King? Oh, okay. Uh, like, he had to announce Raw the night before, and then he probably fucking went out party. <clears throat> the combination of both of that, yeah, his voice is probably shot Sunday. No, you know he went out partying. So not used to working the night before pay-per-view. Yeah, so this, this match started out, it did start in ring, right? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think there was one kick in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And then they start moving through the crowd. They go to the back. And then I like how there was a floor tiles. There was a nice scene where where Bob Holly was smashing floor tiles over Al Snow's head. And I'm, I'm always wondering, like, are all these things set up? Like, they can't be. Like, some things have to be there. Like, are they paying for this shit? Like, they're just destroying everything. Back in those days, some of the shit, like, I think the floor tiles were set up. Probably. And then there's a beer cooler, an empty beer cooler. And that's classic type of shit where they just throw some random at him. Because this match is full of random random weapon tossing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can tell some of them were setups. Like, once they... So, they move through the back um, pretty fast. Like, they get... They do the floor tile scene and then they get out of the arena and there's just mops on the outside like it's cold as shit it looks like it's like 30 degrees and there's like five mops set up on the side of the of the arena so like stuff like that obviously they set up like why would there be mops outside yeah but he breaks the mops they start breaking mops over each other's back (laughs) classic stuff like that um and then the fight winds up in the old mississippi river which is the highlight of the match right next to the river but they gotta travel along the side of the arena like they travel through grass and they get to a little little woodsy area they gotta travel through woods yeah and they just get down into this ravine river bank yeah like you said like they're this is a straight travel like they're fighting each other while walking very briskly yeah like throughout the whole thing the whole match is this big voyage 
to the Mississippi mud. So, so they get down to the riverbank, and uh, the fight winds up in the river. And Jerry, Jerry the King Lawler, of course, starts talking about shrinkage from from being in the water and being out there on such a cold night. And then um, Al Snow comes out of the river and onto the riverbank and starts unraveling some fencing that was that was there. Do you remember the fencing? Yeah, was that there to show them like like what? Why was that there? I have no idea. Like I don't think they tried to use it. It was just in the way completely. I thought maybe it was like their sign that like this is a good spot to go in or something. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> but <laughs> so he starts unraveling some fencing, and while he's doing that, hardcore or Bob Holly at this point, I think he was being billed. I don't think he was billed as hardcore Holly yet. This is going to be one of the matches that gave him a legend. Exactly. So Bob Holly at this point comes up. Uh, Al Snow's unraveling some fencing, and Bob Holly comes from behind him and hits him with this piece of driftwood. And it breaks over his back, and a huge chunk of it hits the camera and the cameraman. It looks yeah. dangerous as hell. The yeah, it comes right at you, and you can tell it hits the cameraman because he starts acting weird. It looked dangerous as hell. Um, there are multiple branches used, multiple pieces of driftwood over the backs. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, both of them start fucking with the fencing. Like there's three fuckings with the fencing before it all unraveled. Uh, and and literally unravel. Like they couldn't get it to unravel. That was the problem. It kept getting stuck. Yeah. So finally, um, Bob Holly, uh wraps Snow up in the fencing and covers him and wins via pinfall. Yeah, so, I don't understand how the fencing kept his shoulders down. No. And that was the fourth hardcore champion in the title's history. So that was a vacant title from Road Dog, and uh, Bob Holly wins it, only the fourth hardcore champion in the title's history. And... Yeah, and I remember... Do you remember what month this is? Oh, this is in February, obviously. Yeah. So this is February 99, and I remember the title, Vince McMahon uh, anointed Mankind the first champion in November of 98. December, January. So it's four months in. So at the beginning, it wasn't changing his hands as much as it ended up changing. I mean, they probably kept on Mankind for a little bit. Yeah. And then I think I... Yeah. But they were they weren't up to those standards yet. I think this match is just like showing you how far that we can take this shit. Can we actually just fucking go out in the fucking river and splash around? And yeah, you can. <laughs> oh, you can. And you yeah. will. <laughs> Seriously. That's the way it was it's just it's wacky. Yeah, the hardcore championship, it was absolutely wacky and I loved it. So what inspired this whole idea was I got this DVD uh, from the local comic shop here in Peoria, Illinois. I found a used copy of this 
hardcore three disc DVD set, and it basically covers the hardcore title in the WWF at that point. So I thought this would be a cool thing that we could do uh, during the holidays while wrestling might be a little bit slow. Sure. So I yeah, like yeah. That no, that match was cool. I like that one a lot. The oh, only yeah, yeah, we got to think of more. So for sure, the only I watched actually the same match at Over the Edge, nineteen ninety nine. Same people, Al Snow versus Hardcore. This this time he was billed as Hardcore Holly for sure. And um, this was the one. This was actually the pay per view where Owen Hart died, like we talked about. Yeah. Um, but the only other thing that I wanted to add from that was Al Snow at this point had Pierre, the hardcore reindeer. Do you remember that thing? Yeah. It was uh-huh. like this dead ass horse head. It had like one eye. It was so fucking gnarly. It was it was incredible. When he named it Pierre, it was another one of his things. Like, he had head, and then he had Pierre. So I forgot about Pierre, so I was really excited when I saw that. And also in this match, they have a cookie sheet. You remember how they used to hit each other with the cookie sheets? Yeah. And I just, I, I just, I mean, I have a huge respect for the cookie sheet. It's one of my favorite hardcore items. <laughs> it's so classic. It makes it nice and fun. Yeah. You can hit anyone with it, and it'll fucking look good. This was another good one. If you want to watch another Al Snow versus Hardcore Holly, this is a good one. Um, They go up to the concession area, and uh, they're hitting each other with funnel cakes. There's powdered sugar everywhere. There's like a, uh, there's another good part. There's like a bigger guy in the concession line, and King just straight, uh, Jerry the King Lawler just straight makes fun of him. He's like, look at that guy. He's probably trying to get a free cheeseburger. He better get out of that guy's way. (laughs) <laughs> and um also also in that match uh i di- i forgot that hardcore holly had a finisher called the holly cost do you remember this you gotta be kidding me i don't think that's just that that right there tells you about 1999 wrestling the holly cost jesus yeah very odd i couldn't believe it when i heard it and that's about it from that one. Al, in case anybody's interested, Al Snow wins that one via pinfall, uh, power bomb through a table. So hey. Al Snow was the champion at that point. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Spoiler alert! So yeah, so we did a little history on the old Al Snow versus Hardcore Holly feud. Hell yeah, man! It was good. I was, it was good. So we'll have to think of some more, uh, some different cool matches we'll look into next time. We got to get into some Raven. I was a big Raven fan, along with Al Snow. Yeah, they're, they're, they're definitely legends in the hardcore era. We had we went to a indie show. Me and Jeff did in Peoria at Expo Gardens one time. How old do you think we were for the Al Snow show? What? Yeah. 22? So yeah, maybe 22 years old, so that would put us at 2012? That doesn't sound right. Is that right? Yeah. You think that's about when it was? Yeah. Okay, so we saw Al Snow in 2012, and it was pretty sweet. He did an indie show here in Peoria. I was pretty pumped. He brought Head. I remember Head was there. 
from WWE, which I don't, I don't know how he can do that, but. Did he really? Pretty sure. It was just the what do we want? What does everybody want? Yeah. Huh. That's very they probably interesting. Just, they probably just didn't give a shit, you know, it's that low key. Like, this is a very low key event. That's, yeah, that's true. Nobody, I mean, who who's gonna, who's gonna call the fucking royalty police on that? So yeah, you're probably right. They probably just played it right off of YouTube or something. They didn't care. We weren't even into wrestling at the time. We just went purely off the... Nostalgia. Yeah, nostalgia. Yeah, yeah like... It was a fucking badass time. It was a great time. We're like, yeah, we'll see Al Snow. I, w- I wish I could, like... I wish I could go back and see who was on that card and see if anybody else there was notable. You know what I mean? Like, you never know. I doubt it. No, that's true. At all. That's true. All right, well, that was our first edition of the Hardcore Holidays. We'll be doing that every podcast in the month of December to celebrate the holidays. If you like what you're hearing, give us a follow on the Instagram or a subscription on Apple Podcasts or or iTunes and a review, a rating if you like, whatever you want to do. So, before we wrap this thing up, Jeff, we're going to need that Bulls update because we got some big, hot, juicy burgers to give you with this Bulls update. Bulls fans! Bulls fans! 30-second Bulls update. Bulls fans! Fred Hoiberg! See you later! Bye-bye! Yeah, uh, for lunch on Monday, Fred Hoyberger ate a fired burger. Yeah. Which is weird. Yep. A lot of people are confused by it. Uh, former assistant coach Jim Boylan, now named head coach, not interim coach. He is taken over. He's the head. You might have seen this guy before. Where'd I see this him? Guy, this guy looks like a jack-o'-lantern. He may have seen him on Halloween. He also looks like your gym teacher. He probably spins a whistle. He also looks like a military colonel who has a sassy backstory. <laughs> he does. Uh, that's all I got right now. Still working on looks like for him. He does look. I think your best one is he looks like a jack o' lantern. Absolutely. But yeah, he's taking over as head coach now. One highlights that he said specifically in his media press conference is he wants to focus on uh, defensive rebounding, smarter play. Yeah, that's about it besides general coach speak. The team responded. I mean, they always respond to a new head coach first game. But Stacy King noted in Jim Boylan's first game, you can tell you can see the defensive intensity picking up slightly. So how we have we had how many games since Jim Boylan? Is it Bolin? Boylan. So how many games have we had since Jim Boylan took over? One. And did they win? No. Okay. So he starts 0-1. Oh, also Bulls fans. A star player, the Finnish... What the hell is his fucking nickname? The Finisher? Lowry? Yep, Lowry's back. Fred Hoiberg got to work with him one game before he got fired. Yep, and then the new guy, the new coach started him, correct? Yep. 
That's cool. He's still rusty. Oh, yeah. Shit's going to come together. He's, he's a dominant force, and he's, he's still stroking those long-ass threes. So let's update the, uh, the, the listeners here. So how many wins have we... So last time we talked, we had went two weeks and had one win. So in this last week, how many wins do we have? We had zero wins this last week. Oh, see. <laughs> we are sitting at five and twenty. Man, and the original pick, thirty-seven and forty-five. Yep. So right now it's it's looking scary. It's looking like it could be worse than your original pick. But you never know. Yeah, you never know, man. Especially with this Eastern Conference. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who's good in the East right now? Philly? Toronto's on top. Oh, yeah. Philly, yeah, Philly's probably number two or so. Uh, Milwaukee's up there. Milwaukee's pretty good. So, how's my is Miami worse or better than the Bulls? Would you say? In the standings right now? No, the old eye test. Well, I haven't seen much of them this year, but uh, I don't know. From what I've heard, they're injured, so they're probably about the same. Yeah, roughly, probably. In all reality, I'm sure they they have a better record, probably. Yeah, they're they're not much better. They're ninth. And the Bulls are 10th right now? No, uh, 13th probably. Whew. So, a rough start so far, but hopefully Jim Boylan can help us out here. For sure. Let's hope so. And, get, and uh, Lowry's back, and Bobby and Chris should be back shortly. They are practicing with the Windy City Bulls, last I heard. Okay. So, yeah. They can, so, will that be a full strength? I mean, Denzel's out for the year, but he's just a fucking bench player. Who knows how many minutes he would have gotten. All right. Anything else for the Bulls update? No. All right. Well, I think that's about it. Maybe maybe we'll get a win this week. We play Sacramento on Monday. So this has been literally three weeks with one win. Good God, man! Hopefully you can. Hopefully you can turn it around. That's sad. Nobody wants to see that. No, it's still competitive losses, but it's, you know. Well, in any other, in any event, there is a Chicago Bears game that's going to be fun to watch this Sunday night, I believe. Correct? Yeah, Sunday night. It's a prime timer because of the Rams, I'm assuming. Yeah. So yeah, that's I'm excited about that. Is a biscuit playing? Yeah, Biscuit should play. He fucking better. Alright, well I think that about does it for us. <laughs> On that cynical note. <laughs> On that cynical note, I think we should probably ride out. Cool, man. Well, uh, yeah, let's, we'll find our hardcore match for next week's events. And we got, I think we need a prediction show next week, too. Yep, next week will be a big one. We'll do a quick recap of the week that was. Then we'll do our hardcore holidays segment and then we will go to the predictions for TLC which is December 12th right oh, 16 uh, 16 15 16 16 that's what yeah I just pulled it up okay 
So we'll do our uh, our prediction show as well. So I will talk to you on Thursday. Next week will be glorious. Next week, glorious. Night, night. Night, night. As things change, other things stay the same. Like Ohio Lottery scratch-offs. From small tickets to big tickets. From bright colors to flashy themes. There's something for everyone. Big wins make big stories. But it's the millions of small wins every day that make life-changing memories. And your biggest win will come by following the state-recommended safety protocols during this special holiday season. Lottery players are subject to Ohio laws and commission regulations. Please play responsibly. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.